It's a great day, Jason, because we're going to focus on talking about how to make remarkable lives for people working in the construction industry, not only for them, but like you say, for their families as well. Ooh, I and I love, uh, like I was telling you earlier this week, I was rereading your book and this time some new things popped out at me. And uh, one of those was the, the hyper-focus on why we should stop pushing. And I didn't realize, Jason, how you went into such good detail about your journey. I think it's really important for people, especially when they pick up your book, this book right here, Tack Planning and Integrated Control. <laughs> and they look at this book and they just like, if they just hold it in their hand, it's just, it's heavy, right? <laughs> and Jason, when they read this, they might feel like, it's heavy. And they're like, this is too much for me to do. And people don't forget, Jason put in a story about a superintendent named Brad, that it was too heavy for him. But he shows you how he overcame his doubts and his fears and succeeded. And I think it's your story, Jason, and it's Spencer's story. And it's anybody's story who's ever started something new. Yeah. And you know that's an it's funny. Well, thank you for that. First of all, I love it, and I uh, I do just as much advertising for <laughs> construction scrum, but uh, that's a, that's a real job. That's a real story there, and I all the names and 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 places have been changed to protect the innocent, but that was a that was a real job, and uh, and it, it we were able to recover it, and I just it, it's really surprising to me that uh, this concept of pushing, and I, I had to differentiate it in my mind between pushing and driving, right? Because we do want superintendents to drive forward with passion and project managers to drive forward with passion, but we don't want them to push. And I thought of this analogy, like when you push, when you push and you like, let's say you push somebody, usually they fall over, you know, they trip, even right. if you do it lightly, right. Right. Uh, you're not going to with Felipe because he's a very big man. <laughs> but if you drive somebody, uh, usually you get them in the passenger seat or they're in the driver's seat or whatever. And you go with them. Right. If you think about that little analogy. And so I, I totally agree. And the, like I said the other day on, on one of your, uh, I think it was on the live stream is, um, I'm really frustrated that that somebody knew this for decades or maybe even a century now, and it hasn't made its way to, to well, I guess it, ha it has through lean. So I'm just saying to the superintendent level, it hasn't made its way there. And so, yeah, I think you're totally spot on. Anyway, uh, that's a great subject. And I appreciate you reading the book. No, have, you're welcome. Yeah, multiple right reads. Here too. There you go. I know. And I, I got a the next time I come to your area, or if I know we're going to be in an airport together at the same time, I'm going to bring a copy. I'm just going to start traveling with it in my bag, just in case, Jason, so I can have you <laughs> autograph this bad boy. Oh, man. Hey, I'll just, uh, no, just consider it done. I'm going to make a note right now. We're, we're I'm sending you a copy. Right? Oh, but I God. expect construction scrum sign, though. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now that you've put your home address out on the live stream, <laughs> I can, I can just go back to that show and, and slow it down. And then <laughs> I think that's so funny. You know, it's never worked. Nobody ever really calls me um, or, 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 you know, 
like putting you would think that like oh wow people will call it no <laughs> i mean the, the normal people call but uh, uh th- or, or contact me through linkedin but nobody ever calls or comes to my house but right it's too intimidating jason well it's like i've seen uh you know i've been doing this for a while like as as you have and i was i was looking at the timeline you put in the book about your journey and I, I couldn't help but thinking like, man, we have so much in common. No wonder we're such good friends. Yeah, I know. And you start to work at stuff, Jason. And then the further along you get, because you get, you get addicted to your craft and getting better and mastery. And I think you're a great example of mastery. And sometimes people, they, they feel like that puts distance between you. But ladies and gentlemen, Jason is an honest to goodness, real dude. He's a great dude to talk to. And you should absolutely call his phone number. The worst that's going to happen to you, you're going to have to leave a voicemail message. (laughs) Welcome to the EBFC show, the easier, better for construction podcast. I'm your host, Felipe Engineer Manriquez. This show is all about the business of construction. Today's episode is sponsored by Bosch Refine My Site is a cloud-based construction collaboration platform that applies lean principles to enable your entire team to plan, communicate, and execute in real time. It's the digital tool that works in tandem with your last planner system process and puts it all together in one simple, collaborative ecosystem. This easy-to-use platform is available in English, German, Spanish, Portuguese, and French and can be used on desktops, tablets, and mobile devices. According to Spencer Easton, Scheduling Manager at Oakland Construction, Refine My Site, in my opinion, is the best, leanest tool on the market for the last planet. Here's what our users have to say. We've looked at three other digital scheduling platforms and none compare to the straightforward approach Refine My Site takes. From milestone planning all the way down to daily tasks, this program gives every general contractor and their trade partners meaningful collaboration, accountability, and KPIs. Register today to try Refine My Site for free for 60 days. Today's show is also sponsored by the Lean Construction Institute. LCI is working to lead the building industry in transforming its practices and culture. Its vision is to create a healthy and thriving industry that delivers outstanding project outcomes every time for everyone. Check the show notes for more information. Now, to the show. Welcome to the show, Jason Schroeder. Jason, welcome to the EBFC show. The second time coming on the show, multiple time coming on the live stream. I am so happy and excited to have you. We're here at zero dark 30 on a beautiful day. Who knows what month it is? I don't even care, but I'm just so glad. This is the long awaited show that as soon as the second edition of TAC planning came out, I said, Jason, I got to have you on the show. And it's finally happened. Now I've had a chance to read the book several times, Jason, and I'm excited to bring you on. We can deep dive into it. And of course, we're going to talk about Scrum because you did. You put Scrum in your book of so many pages. I was almost going to start to make a game about it. Like I was going to drink a, a swig of coffee for every time I saw Scrum. But I think I would fly out of my house for all the times you mentioned it. And I so appreciate that. And I want to dive right in, Jason. But before we do, yeah, please tell the good people of the EBFC show the impossible, how they don't know you, 
but tell people about yourself. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. So Philippe and I were talking about, he'll probably just leave the whole recording on the podcast when we were first starting. But uh, we, uh, I, so I took my kids out to the lake like katie bought a dog for it oh so i told i said this in the live stream but i was i flew to uh, uh where was i pensacola florida and then drove to mobile alabama and i get a phone call from my wife and she's like um i feel like you need a dog to go to the lake so i bought a dog and by the way it's your dog and you need to take care of it and i'm like what hold on a minute wait a minute what i a dog like and and the first day the dog came home was like she's jumping up on the couch and like the some of our little smaller kids like would went up on top of the table and wouldn't come down because they were scared of the dog and I'm like whoa 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 anyway I digress but uh, I have eleven kids and a dog now and so last night <laughs> eleven. You heard it right, people. It's that's, 11. That's six one, plus one. five. Six plus five. Yep. Six <laughs> plus five kids. Uh, we, we went to the lake. I took the kids to the lake last night to, to get out ahead of Memorial Day. And on the way back, I think one of the auto lubing uh, caps on the bearings on the axle uh, came off because my left tire on the trailer uh, for the boat caught on fire. <laughs> so so I, uh, I was up pretty late last night and I woke up and I feel refreshed and ready to go. I don't even know um, if that was even pertinent, but uh, that's my- totally pertinent, Jason. So people, <laughs> Jason's on fire. I mean, that's just showing you like in his, in his real life, on his online life, on LinkedIn, on the Twitter, on the TikTok. Jason's all over the place on the Insta. I love it. <laughs> anyway, that so my life story is I was a I I grew up as a a, a field manager. I was a field engineer to to start with, and then I was actually able to be a, a VDC manager for about a, a year and a half. It was that's, oh my god, was, that's shocking. Never before said on the EVSC show. Jason is telling us he used to be a VDC manager. I had no idea, Jason, you had had that role. Yeah. So it was, int- oh, so let me, let me close it out. Then, then assistant super, super senior, super all the way on up to field director. And then I was able to be a project director for three years, which was a lot of fun, but it was interesting back in, in our day, uh, you know, I tease, I tease people. If you're under 45, there's no really reason that you wouldn't use computers or technology because you and I, we grew up with this stuff. Right. So I, I remember when Revit was starting to become a thing or, you know, Autodesk architecture and all of these 3D modeling softwares, obviously AutoCAD was around back then. And so I got, uh, I got certified in Revit and certified in AutoCAD actually, and, and uh, uh, could use all of those things. So help the district I was working in get up and running with, uh, with VDC back in the day. So that was kind of a fun thing. So that's my intro. That's me. Never went to college. I, I did uh, work my way through the ranks in construction, and I love it. I've loved every minute of it. Yeah, and I love that story, too, because it highlights something that uh, you and I have always been bonded over, and that's commitment to learning forever. Yeah. And I think even when you talk about uh, in the tag planning book, you even mention when you're describing the lean construction principles, how critically important it is for people to shift towards becoming a learning organization, which really means learning individuals like yourself, like myself. On our path, Jason, I think you and I talked about at one time, we were spending an equivalent multi-thousands of dollars a year on training for ourselves so that we can improve our skills. And even when uh, when funds weren't as available, we still would be you know online taking in videos, reading articles, reading books. Books are a fantastic way 
to level up and skill up. But ladies and gentlemen, Jason Schroeder is a doer. He doesn't just read about it. He is about it. And he puts everything he reads to work. And I love this time in the book, Jason, in the second edition, there is a, a section where you talked about in the beginning, thanking uh, Marco and Janosch. And I, and you said like, we went, we had a series of meetings for a while where they unpacked some of the math and research that goes into their approach to tact. And I think it's a very different approach than what the typical stuff that's been published online before. And it really shows through in your training. I just got to tell everybody, like, if you're thinking about dabbling in the tact arts, number one, follow Jason on social media, go to his YouTube channel. That's going to be a great start. You can get right from there. And we'll put a link in the show notes so that you can find it. We'll make it easier for you because that's what we're all about here, Jason, making it easier for people, right? (laughs) Yep. And people, you can, from just what Jason shares on YouTube, you can absolutely create your first act plan, hands down. Now, if you want to become proficient at tact, I highly recommend, like I did, take Jason's two-day master tact class. And Jason, I'm just saying this, I'm pumping you because... When I took that class, number one, it's aligned with how I teach Scrum, which I love. And <laughs> we stole it all from you, baby. And I'm so I'm so happy that I got to be part of your Scrum journey to really take your Scrum level to the next level. So that was that was fun for me. And you were, I always tell everybody that comes through my Scrum training, Jason, you were my best question asker ever. Ever. Nobody has ever come close to the <laughs> level of question asking that you have. Like I sometimes go back to those mural boards and i just look at the volume of questions that you put down on me and i was like this is somebody hungry to learn well thank you very much i i uh I, scrum scrum was absolutely game changing for me and you would be proud of us just go through those concepts and we copied the way you deliver the scrum course and now we've even improved it and it's interesting we have the whole board on Miro. And we have this this little frame that says uh, to do doing done, and we just move the frame as we go from left to right. The whole yes. thing, is and uh, we ha- we have a great time. So yeah, I really I really appreciate that comment. And you know the thing about it is is and and I'm just going to talk how I talk. I hope I don't offend anybody, but like if somebody wants to know tax and doesn't, it really is a choice at this point because right. There's so much, there's so much uh, content out there and, and distilled down content, right? We have the training, we have the book, we have the mirror board for free, which I still get criticized for putting out there. They're like, dude, you could charge for all of that stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no. let's just, we're, we're sharing it with you for free. Right. And, right. and so the, it's funny, some of the projects that you introduced to me in St. Louis just called me even uh, even yesterday and they're like we want three or, we want to put three or four more large groups through those the simulation it's just really remarkable so um i thank you for that but we've had yeah, we've had welcome. a we've had a really good journey and interestingly enough like i think i'm fine i think i'm ready to write the third edition because we've learned so much more about tact control and uh, we learned some cool things from iris on uh, work density and work leveling the other day and uh, oh i'm just so excited Oh my God. Yeah. And you guys, uh, you sponsored the P2SL international tact uh, forum. I got to get the words right. The international tech forum. I got to be in the audience station and witness all of the international people coming through. I'll put a a map right here so that people can see all the countries in the world where we know through Jason's work 
and uh, P2SL, which is, uh, I would just call it Berkeley's think tank, the Project Production Institute, run by Iris Tomlin, who's also been on the show, people. Follow, yeah. follow along, go back to her show. <laughs> and uh, tact is being practiced on all continents except for Antarctica. Yeah, just yeah. like Scrum, Jason. It's every country where Scrum is practiced, tact is practiced. I love that. There you go. Yeah, I love that. So when you when you read this, uh, do you mind if I ask you a question? Yeah, ask questions. Man, okay, please. so what, so when you read it again, what 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 was your favorite part? And I and I have another question for you after that. I was asking for some feedback the other day, and they were like, "Yeah, I like the book, but it didn't flow very well." And I was like, "Oh, oh, that oh my hurts God. me." Okay, so what I what I love about the I'll tell you what I love first, and I'll then I'll give you maybe a nugget for improvement. There's a section in the center of the book, hands down, my favorites. And Jason already, I don't know how, Jason, how do we become so aligned? Like you mentioned that you would write a third edition based on TAC control. And my, my favorite part is the center of the book where you talk about just basic definitions. And this is where I think, Jason, at some point, you're, gonna, you're threatening to make a TAC guide. I think the center of the book where you laid down you say like there's been a lot i'm going to find the exact uh, chapter right here so that we can uh, reference the exact part and the reason for this is so important is because you get people aligned on vocabulary ah. so you say like in the beginning of the book you start with a very regular language like industry normal and this is perfect and then in the center you come in with like now from this point forward we're going to use these words again but they're going to mean this and so like when we say tag control, this is what we're talking about. And so I'm just bringing it up right now. It's oh, just, it's in the nineties. So yeah, it should be, it should be in so 90. 94. So <laughs> page 94, the chapter is called the concept tag planning. And in this section, it's, it's about halfway. Like you can see here, you can see it's a little more than halfway or actually a little less than halfway. This, this oh, is the, yeah. So it's a little less than halfway page 94 and Jason, you do a great job. This is where if I was going to have a tech guide, I would just make this the tech guide. I would tell people like what it is, why it exists. I mean, it's, it's basically this chapter, Jason, this yeah. chapter is the tech guide right here. And you tell people like, when you say tech, what you mean, when you talk about flow for construction, and this is, this really stood out to me. Like you said, in lean, we always try to go to one piece flow. And that is great in manufacturing and an assembly where the process is, is like, in the same place all the time. And in construction, we have a process flow because the building is not moving or whatever type of civil works you're working on. And the things move in and out to a stationary one-off unique process place. So that number one, I love that it's in the center. So please in the third edition, keep that tack guide to the middle, keep the story about evergreen construction because it really brings to life somebody's real journey. So if you get that out in the third edition, I will shed tears. <laughs> and, you know, Jason, I took the same approach in my book after I got to read and contribute to your book. And I got the idea and my editor said the same thing, Jason, she said, you've got to tell more stories about how people get started, because a lot of people have never heard of this. Yeah. And it's like, as much as we're into these things, Jason, most people have never heard of these concepts. Like the everyday construction person has never seen the tag plan, has never seen the scrum board, right? So these are, even though these concepts are over a hundred years old, some of them, it's just not mainstream in our industry yet. Yeah. So 
that well, that's one thing I would change. Uh, so uh, I one one quick thing here. So this is the first time I'm ever mentioning it anywhere. So first first on your show, first on your show is that uh, we are days away from publishing tactguide.com. There you and go, so, people. So, so on there, we'll have the the 12 principles of tact, the 10 commandments of tact, the intro, uh, the uh, tact health section, the definitions, and the resources. And I'm just so excited about it. So, and the purpose there, and so again, like everything we do, we're scaling for, or stealing from Scrum, but the purpose there would be to guide the industry to make sure that we don't have uh, people doing things that will take us in the wrong direction right so like for and what i'm really excited about there are software companies multiple software companies that are like hey we've added these features like you said or hey we right. now we now we have buffers uh now we you know we have a, an interface to do work packaging and leveling and and i like that because then once they have all those features and you can actually do it the right way then we put the software up there and we say okay this is a compliant software right and hopefully that gets people away from the, I just want to go make money with the software in, you know, situation. And so, um, we, and, and I took that, uh, I think you gave me that advice probably eight, nine, 10 months ago. And so we're almost ready with that website, ready to go. Yeah. And the other thing I would say, and I haven't seen this or experienced this in your book, but this happened with my, my book was published, uh, Amazon yep. and we picked the highest quality images and Amazon has still had some there's been some defects on the QR code quality. So people have, have written to me and said, I'm on this page, this QR code doesn't work. And uh -huh. so one of the countermeasures to that, Jason, is I made all the QR codes point back to the same site. So like on my book website, all the QR codes and the special stuff is all living on one page. Okay. So just in case, and your QR codes sometimes point to videos. And so you might want to consider that. But so far, all the codes that maybe it's because your codes are so much bigger than my codes my codes i think we went with like a two inch standard and i think yours are like two and a half or three inches so you might be okay have okay. you had any has anyone mentioned anything about the qr codes not working no they haven't uh one time so it's it's kind of funny the the uh as far as the amazon print quality i've got i've got a one star on one excuse me one star in the book and it was Hey, when I got my book, pages were falling out. And, and so I, I, that actually happens quite a lot with Amazon printing is, is that I found out is that the book can be perfect. And yeah. then the binding, however they print the books, it, it, uh, it gives it difficulty. I don't know if you just sell it through Amazon or if Amazon prints it, but Amazon prints for us. Yeah, same. And, the same thing okay and so i looked him up tried to connect and so i'm like stalking this guy trying to get him to get rid of that one star but i'm like eh, it's okay like it's all uh, good. i just Jason, any publicity is good publicity sure fair point fair point yeah. <laughs> you're so good about that like i've only ever like uh, disconnected or blocked like two or three people in my entire life and they're <laughs> all my friends now yeah they're all felipe's friends he's like oh you had uh, jason didn't want to have this conversation i'll go do it and change yep. somebody's life <laughs> and i want to dive back in okay. uh, to yeah. the book so you know one thing to consider for the third edition is uh you give a great timeline about your journey to tact i would i would consider expanding on some of those stories for you personally and okay. in the third section of the book, like if you open up with the story or some fundamentals or however you want to open it up, 
in the third part of the book, I think a little more about Jason's story with tact expanding on that would be value add because you're, you're like the guide, you're the David, so to, so to speak from the book, right. Helping the construction superintendent. And like in the book, in part three, people want to see how is Jason or lean tact going to guide us through. And so if you expand on those stories, people will get to see like what it is and make it easy for them to understand, like, I'd spend money with you all day long, Jason, all day long. And <laughs> well, people, if you want to know Jason's favorite holiday, it's Halloween. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Well, and I, in my defense, I call Halloween first Christmas, Thanksgiving, second Christmas, and Christmas, third Christmas. And, uh, you know, New Year's is just fourth Christmas, right? So it's all just right. one big holiday to me, baby. Right. So I will definitely 100% do that. Um, I think it's... Uh, uh, you know, and, and this, I hope this comes across with the humility that, that I intended because like, there's people like Marco and Janos and Hal Makeomer and Iris Tomaline who've been, who were literally pioneers have been doing this for decades. Right. And it was interesting. And I'm going to make a statement here, but like, I, I invented this system only because I didn't know those people. Meaning I saw, I saw the Pentagon and a renovation, uh, tax plan and all i did was see they didn't do any training all i saw was the picture and so then i started to experiment with it and develop it and then i researched and not researched but developed the next step next step next step then i learned about lean and pulled it in and developed it and then i had this entire system that i called well one piece flow schedule and implemented it on a job and people were touring the project and then um i think it was dean reed lean dean uh, pulled me up to the Bay Area and and had uh, well I think it was Patrick Thies from uh, I can't remember where or uh, Dries and Summer and he did a tech training and I'm like oh my gosh other people are doing this so I Felipe I thought that I had invented this <laughs> and and that and I didn't know that it was actually a thing and so then I found out oh wow this has been around for centuries. And we have all these wonderful people doing it. And so then to your point, that's when I started to, and we, uh, the group over here started to say, well, let's go to Germany. Let's find out what they're doing here. What's Iris doing? What's Hal Makomer doing? And, and that's when all the information started to come together. So this is like a, like when I talk about being a superintendent, I copied all of that from somebody else. When I talk about field engineering, I copied all of that from West Crawford at Purdue University. When anything that I have ever done, I've copied, but I proudly can say that not because I was the first or the only, but because at that time I was in a silo, I invented this. And so like, there's some authenticity there and I'm really, really proud of it. So um, I, that you, you made me think about that. And I just like, uh, as a superintendent, that unique perspective that you're talking about, like I can come with some authenticity because the a lot of folks and god bless them and there's nothing wrong with this but it, you know they're consultants they learn about it and they teach it but i did it and i'm now sharing do do share do share right and just right. like you you were actually in the trenches you know right. as a superintendent and a project manager and a director and so i think um it is really powerful we can say no i i was there i've done that i was in your position and and it worked so i totally agree and no, I, I, I absolutely love that, Jason. Jason, what, what you just said is like something that I hope we'd weave in. And now let's just weave it in. Yeah. So a lot of people ask us, and we've been together, we've actually had the honor of standing shoulder to shoulder and teaching some of these concepts. And 
people have said to us, they've come up after Jason and I were, the last time we did this was in St. Louis, teaching some last planner systems, some tact and some very, very little bit of scrum. I remember we had a little bit of time for scrum in that training. No, no. Even though we scrummed the whole thing. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We scrummed the whole thing together. But uh, what struck me, and this was a training that Jason and I did through the Lean Construction Institute, we had, uh, the room was like 90% foremen and superintendents. And most of them came up to us afterwards and were asking us questions that only somebody who's done it would ask. Because I've seen consultants give presentations too, Jason, and it comes off completely different. Nothing against consultants. You're going to need consultants for key things at certain parts in time to help help you. But what Jason is saying, people, is that we've done it. We don't believe in tact. We don't believe in Scrum. We don't believe in last planner system. We know tact. We know Scrum. We know last planner system. We know it here. We know it here. And we definitely know it here. And that's the big difference. Like sometimes I hear people talking about uh, these things, Jason, and they'll say something like, oh, I believe in it. And they've never done it. And I tell people like, it's not the Easter bunny. It's not something to believe in. It's something to experiment with exactly like Jason said, like he invented something out of a necessity. And then from there, it created a cohesive way to do it. And the way that you do tact and your whole team at Lean Tact is completely different than even the presentations that I saw and heard at the International Tech Forum. And I think it's because, Jason, you've pulled all these great elements in. And so kudos to you for, for bringing a, all these amazing people together and then changing and iterating on how you deliver tech. So that's something very unique, people. Well, thank you very much. I feel so beautiful and special. You are beautiful, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I just absolutely love every part of it. So the, the way that other people do the training isn't wrong, uh, but there is, there is a, a, an aspect of implementation to it that is, uh, is really quite crucial. Right. And then the other thing that I would say is, and I said this with Hal the other day on a, on a podcast, and I want to repeat it here again. I do get a lot of flack about last planner and uh, there are things, some things that people criticize quite, quite a bit. And I've, I've realized that everything that's wrong with last planner is CPM and like, like, I'll give you a quick example. If, if somebody was like, well, I don't really like PPC. I get that a lot. I don't really like percent plan complete. Well, what, what don't you like about it? Well, it doesn't really measure anything real. And then you really dig deep. It doesn't really measure anything real because it's a guess from, from a projected CPM schedule on a projected critical path. But if you are creating a weekly work plan from a tax plan that's on a production rhythm, according to those teaming uh, philosophies that we learn in Scrum, where we don't add excess manpower over what's needed, where we don't switch context, excuse me, where we don't work over time too much, where we don't change the leaders. And I could just go on and on and on, right? But if you have a repeatable sequence through your tag times, and then your weekly work plan is based on that rhythm and the input of trade partners, and then you track, hey, how many of these did we accomplish? That's a real measurement. Because then that tells you, are we leveling work like we're taught in Scrum? Are we finishing as we go, right? Are we doing these things? Now it becomes real. And um, it, let me take one other one, right? Like, so uh, there's there's some folks that take the, and I do believe that there's a balance here, but they're like, don't do any planning. 
for other than milestone planning and pre-construction for your schedules, right? And I think uh, there's a balance to that, right? I believe that in, in, in pre-construction, we really need to have a really good macro level tax plan so that we can adjust with the shape of the building and know the overall total project duration. And I think some really fanatical last planner people are like, no, 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 don't, we don't do any planning. We only do it as we get closer. Well, why did we do that? Probably because CPM schedules have been so unreliable for so long and their, uh, their hit rate is like 15% and at the highest 45%. But with tax planning, with historical production rates and quantities and uh, sequences by program, you can do a really nice macro level tax plan early on, even before the trade partners get there. And it's not anti-LPS religion, you know what I mean? And so right. I've looked at every single thing that somebody could ever complain about with Last Planner, and it's everything ties back to CPM. And uh, I just want to say, you know, like the Last Planner Scrum philosophies about involving the, the, the foreman, about collaboration, creating happy team environments, I'm just really very appreciative of. And what I'm most excited about is like, um, Scrum can exist on its own without any help, but Last Planner uh, really is benefited by the tax system, and I think tax is a really good complement to Scrum, and those three together form a really nice triad that will allow anybody to do anything. That's my perspective. Completely agree, Jason. My first exposure to Last Planner system was on a project where the CPM schedule totally led us down the wrong path. Like, we were following the pl the the plan right off the cliff's edge and it got us to a point where we had to either extreme up with uh resources because something how, how the schedule shifted and it went suddenly critical and people don't be fooled if you look back on your schedule just think of the last job you were on your critical path changes every month and the fact that the critical path changes just tells you that you're putting faith into something that's not helping you it should not actually be changing. And I've seen schedules, Jason, where people are like, here's the primary critical path. Here's the secondary critical path. Here's the tertiary critical path. And it's like, if you have to have so many off ramps and alternative routes, then how are you really getting there? Like if I have three options in this tertiary critical path environment where this might happen, this might become critical, near critical, there's like the near, near critical, like the super near, I'm like, come on people. It's just so much variation. And what Jason's talking about, and I don't want to let this go, Jason, because you said this and it was super subtle. I want to bring it back. You said weekly work planning fails when you just try to use CPM to guide your last planner. When you use TACT, like Jason said, you're setting up through different areas that what he calls TAC trains. Your weekly work plan is set and it's done collaboratively with the team, with the foreman. The foreman tells you through this train, through this sequence, as I move through the building in different areas, yep. this is exactly what I'm going to do. They have their work plan for the entire sequence, like in like that. And then all they're doing as they go into different areas or go into different tack time, they are just updating, where am I? But yep. this is my standard steps. Now they have very predictable reliable standard steps, nearly uninterrupted flow, which critical flow is what Jason and I are all about. We love the critical flow. Yeah, baby. And so I don't want, I don't want to jump over that Jason, because that's yeah. people might miss that. Like rewind that and listen to Jason the second time yeah. when he talks about how easy 
using attack plan creates the weekly work plan for the trades so that they can have reliability and much tighter interconnection from one trade to the next. And now, like Jason says, your PPC should finally be consistently above 80% because you're dramatically reducing the variation. Uh, Jason, I was, I was with the team recently and we looked at their PPC and it was a fully pool plan job. I'm going to say pool plan with air quotes. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call it LPS on purpose because of what I saw. And I can do that. (laughs) Right. And the reason, the only reason I'm giving them the, the pool plan and not the LPS is because their PPC was coming out through some software just because they could. And it was sub 60%, which was exactly like a CPM schedule. And Jason, I saw CPM language and I, I, I saw it and I heard it. Yeah. And I said, this is somebody who's been trained in CPM using CPM with technology to still push schedule people through. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's funny. So I've got a couple of things, if you don't mind. So the, the, um, systems thinking, uh, archetypes, uh, Hal has been uh, teaching me <laughs> and, uh, and obviously I read thinking in systems and I know you've read all a lot of those books, but I've been, or, or maybe all of them, I don't know, but, uh, it's, it's really been interesting to me that one of the first things that you can change in those archetypes is the paradigm that somebody has. And I realized that I didn't truly know last planner or tact until I came at it from a scrum mentality. And then Hal was talking to me the other day and I was like, I learned that in Felipe scrum class. And, um, uh, he was like, well, do you know where all that came from? That came from lean research that was done really, really early on in the, in the nineties. And I was like, okay, great. Uh, and, and I love Hal, by the way, he's doing a great job. He's on the podcast quite a bit, but my point was we need to get that information out to people. Right. Right. And so scrum is doing a great job of getting that out to people, you know, and, uh, and I love the work that's going there. So yeah, some of the early things that you can do is change the, your paradigm, change your mindset, and then change the goal of the system, which you reference quite a bit, right? And right. so if you're coming at it from a CPM paradigm or a CPM mindset, and you have the same goal as the CPM system to have a critical path, then you can call it whatever you want. And it's going to be something totally not good, right? So I, ha- I thought of an analogy when you were talking to me where you said, hey, we had this job, CPM, and then we, we implemented Last Planner, we were able to fix it. And this is the analogy. And I've never thought about that this before. But imagine that you have in a company, uh, two leaders, you have, uh, you have the, the master scale, or let's just say two leaders in a normal company, you have maybe the CEO and the, and the president, okay, the CEO and the president, if the CEO starts to really tank her his job, then the president can run the company, right? Um, right. But how much better would it be? If you, uh, if that, if that CEO will never rein it in to replace them and still have two people on the leadership team. Right. And so I think about those analogies, you're absolutely right, Felipe, like somebody can go recover a job with last planner. And what I'm offering is, yeah, you can do, you can, what you and I are offering is yes, you can do that. Um, but how much better it would it be if you got somebody in the, in the right seat. And you kept that leadership team whole. 
And not only do leadership teams, and you teach that the ideal team size is four, right? Right. <laughs> um, how much better off it will you be if you bring in Scrum as well? Like at Elevate, right? If, if Katie wasn't the CEO and Kevin wasn't the chief operating officer and I wasn't the president, we didn't have all three of us, we wouldn't be making as, as good of decisions. And so I think all three systems work together. So that's one little analogy. The other thing that, that you got me thinking about is that if you think about it, all three systems, Scrum, Last Planner, and Tact create trade flow, and CPM doesn't. And so let's, and you you would be better off to comment on this than me, but Scrum creates flow in the process or the trade or with the team by radical teaming and collaboration and the process of the system. Last Planner creates through pull planning and through the weekly work planning coordination trade flow by collaborating with the last planners. And TACT creates trade flow, not only with the collaboration of the last, plan uh, last planners, but also by nature or virtue of the system that it has to cascade. And I think if you think about it, all three of those systems force the implementation of trade flow by, by virtue of the goal of the system. And CPM doesn't by virtue of the goal of the system. And so that just hit me. It's something I learned from you as I heard you talking. So pretty yeah. brilliant stuff there. Yeah, and I want to add to that too. Like CPM actually incentivizes people to stack yeah. because the software is built such that you can create. And Jason, I think you've put some really good graphics out on your YouTube content where you show you know, how these schedules that you've had to recover when you put them into attack format so you can see the entire schedule in one view, which you can never do in any CPM report, you can't print it big enough to see this. Yeah. You know, it have it, the schedule would be on the side of a building. It had to be that printed so large. But when you put it into a simple Excel document, you can see the stacking that happens, especially at the end. And I think there's there's a reason for why. And I don't want to I don't want to beat up anybody who's driving CPM too badly today to say why they always why the schedules always stack at the end. But it's so predictable, Jason. Like you and I can just go to a job that we're there for recovery. And you know that no matter what phase we're in, that the end of the job is going to be even worse. Like yeah. you just get a sense of like, it's going to be even worse. And then when we analyze the schedule, we're like, wow, it's worse than I thought. Yeah, It stacks up and like tact, last planner system and scrum intentionally lim limit, limit work in progress. Amen. Amen. And to create flow. And, I, and Jason, I want to give extra kudos to tact because I too had my, my last planner system, even though I'd had 10 years of playing with it, when I learned TACT from Iris at P2SL, it totally changed how I did my reverse phase pull planning, completely transformed that part of it. And when you and I got together some years ago and we looked at, are we aligned on last planner system? I remember you asking me, like, I don't know what you're talking about when you say it. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about when you say it. And we, we looked at it together and we were aligned. And I think it's because of our understanding of TACT that makes our pull plan, our reverse phase pull plan, or how we develop milestones and the phases in between radically different. Cause we're thinking, I'm going to try to attack this. Yeah. And so if I'm going to try to attack this, we're trying, we're trying to create a different type of flow than people that don't have attacked training miss out on. Yeah. And so I think that's, uh, I mean, it's going to totally change. And like, like Jason said, I've heard the same thing, Jason, from multiple people. I never really understood last planner system until you showed me what scrum is i've heard that from so many people i almost think like we should start to do like a a scrum last planner tact 
like in that order, train people in that order for those three in that row, because it's going to shift paradigms, like you said. Uh, so 100%, I would 100%, because because we teach so much of Last Planner, uh, the huddle systems and the collaboration and those things inside the TAC training, like literally, you could literally send somebody through Scrum Training, Superintendent Bootcamp 1, TAC Production System Course, Superintendent Bootcamp 2, and literally they would be the Navy SEAL of, of construction leaders because really we should relabel the super boot camps to super pm boot camp so and here's one other thing that's never before heard that i heard uh, just the other just yesterday uh, so today's day three of the tax production system course so we spread it over into three days shorter periods like you were saying yeah um, and we implement all of your good ideas so just so you, if you say it we just do it uh, but this is the third day um yesterday somebody said you get all on the same page by getting it on one page. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, whoa, that's so cool. So if you think about it, like, how do you get on the same page with your job site team? A single scrum board. How do you get on the same page with your team? A single pull plan or weekly work plan. How do you get on the same page with the same team? A single page tax plan, right? Like even right. just the simplicity of that, like 76 pages is ridiculous. Like human beings are just not that smart. Even if CPM works, even if CPM works and it doesn't, human beings, like I'll tell you this, and that you, you've built a number of CPM schedules, I'm sure. I By the time I got to two or three pages of a CPM schedule, um, I could not remember, Felipe, where I've logic tied everything. I would scroll up and down and all over, and it, it became too much of a monster for me to even understand as a human being how to manage it. And I, I just I just remember back to the insanity of that. And then you just get this hopelessness. Well, I'm going to do my best. And, uh, you know, God forbid if you ever took over a schedule from somebody else. So it really is. Oh, uh, there's one other thing that I want to say. I have. And when people say, yeah, I can actually I can do the same things you're talking about in a CPM software. Check this out, literally. And I worked for some just like you, some big name companies that had scheduling consultants and and, you know, they would bring in the big guns with the owners and these people are certified. They've been in multiple trials, right? In the interiors, you know how area one, area two, area three in, in P6 or project or ASTA, you can, you can cascade that down in those sequences. Well, I did a, I did a start to start with a five day lag, right? And a finish to finish with a five day lag on that block of interior. I, I don't know if how the camera's looking but in that block of interiors because you and i know that if the trades got behind and you don't have the finish to finish uh um, logic tie then those can start to shift and then we get that same stacking right well right. i've literally had these uh, legal owner contracted scheduling consultants say you cannot do that i want you to break all those ties and I want to see a single critical path from the top left to the top right, because what would happen is you would see a critical path up through the mobilization, then you would see a crew tied through the phases where it was supposed to be, and then you would see it go through commissioning and out through the end, and they're like, you will break all of those ties, I want to see one single line from top left or top left to bottom right and you will update the schedule and no matter how much arguing i did it, they forced me to eliminate trade flow uh, back to your point the one right. that you said originally and i'm like this is insane uh, i you we just can't win this way so 
No, you can't. And Jason said it before on a, on a different podcast. It's worth saying a second time, the critical path method, like, and I think you also say in the book too, so lovingly, I wish I had to, to read it right, right from the book, but from memory, because it just touched me right here, Jason, with the pain. <laughs> you said, why, why would an owner intentionally, if you told them what they were doing, if you said you're creating a plan that's designed by design to fail, you're creating a plan with no ability to handle variation at all. And you're telling me like, that's what I want to buy. I want that one where I have no variation, no chance. If any one thing goes wrong, that this thing can be recovered. That's the one I want. Instead of getting a tag plan where I have the ability to make adjustments as we go, create lots of ability to absorb variation because we're going to have variation, especially now with supply chain issues and with the tag plan, you can get that. And people are like, Nope, I want that one that's going to crash land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want that new bike over there. That's at a good price. I want that broken bike over there. In the corner. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Oh, and I, I'll give you some kudos here. So Janos Louis uh, taught me about buffers and I actually used to build tack plans uh, that were a little bit fluffy on the tacked wagon side, but we didn't have buffers throughout and we didn't do a great job of absorbing delays. And you know where I learned in tack planning to do it the way we do it, where it's a nimble, agile system? Scrum. Like I was like, wait a minute, we are, we do need to be able to uh, absorb changes. We do need to be able to uh, be nimble with, with delays and things like that. And so then when I learned that in Scrum and then Janos was talking to me about how he inserts buffers, it came together tact. Oh, the, the other comparison is CPM is not an agile system. And I'm not talking about the real agile definition. I'm just saying agile, nimble, you know, yeah, like it can't change. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So CPM is a can't change system. Uh, tact isn't is a nimble agile system last planner is a nimble agile system and scrum is the most agile of them all you know what i mean and, <laughs> and and so i think that that's just absolutely brilliant that we're able to use buffers and actually optimize those sequences and actually be able to go do that and it when I, you and i were in a bmw plant right what right. do they do and I don't, we're quick, Felipe. Do they call Andon or Andon? What, what's the pronunciation? I always in, in English in the in the United States, it's Andon. Andon. Okay. So, and, and they pull the Andon, right? Or push the button and the whole line stops, right? right. And intact, I love the same similarity, right? Is that if you have a train <clears throat> and there's an interruption, we pull the Andon and the whole line stops, right? We It's exactly the same as they do it in the car manufacturing companies. I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah, I just 100% agree. There's one thing that I want to say before we're done um, is that the best, the thing that I love the most, and I will say it again, that Scrum Last Planner do it as well. It create tact creates capacity, uh, meaning... All of this is boring unless there's an outcome. And I'll tell you a quick story. At uh, the research laboratory, and I know you have similar stories, but at the research laboratory, the director of, no, no, he was vice president of construction. Sorry. So there's, no, no, vice president of planning and development and of a university. <clears throat> he came and toured the job. 
he literally said this, Felipe. He was like, "It every time I come onto your job, it feels like I'm going to Disneyland. There's a buzz, there's an excitement. I hope he didn't mean things were expensive, but, <laughs> but, but like, but like you go around and it's clean and the signage is beautiful and straight, and you have workers that are like engaged and happy, and you stop and talk to somebody and the workers are happy and and there's no trash on the anyway. He was like, "This looks like Disneyland." That only came because the team had the capacity, the time to go do those wonderful lean things. And so like I tell people, look, the three things that you can do if you want to get time on your project is you can learn and implement a personal organization system. You can really implement good, uh, a good team balance and health among the team, which Scrum teaches you how to do. And you implement tactilized planner and Scrum. Those are the three capacity strategies, because if now like, oh, uh, there's one last point. I used to tour when I was learning last planner and I would go to like a two hundred and eighty million dollar hospital. And they're like, well, don't tell anybody. But as soon as the interior started, we kind of abandoned the system. And now we've kind of gone back. And uh, the reason that some of them it wasn't smart, that's not what I said. Uh, But the reason that some of them abandoned it is because having uh, you know, $120 million worth of uh, complex hospital interiors and creating weekly work plans uh, every week from scratch because they weren't doing it right seemed really overwhelming. And so as soon as they do, like you said, Felipe, no, you bring it in with good milestones and you bring it in with tax. And now most of that is pre-populated. And then we make uh, adjustments with the last planners. Now you can do a billion dollars worth that way. And is this system won't break down because it creates capacity. And so I just think that like when you go and I'll just mention this, like when you go to Josh's job where you had taught him scrum, what did that do? Increased his capacity. Right. You go and he implemented tact with you. What did that do? That increased his capacity. He's doing pull plans with the trains. What did that trades? What did that do? It increased his capacity. So now he can keep the job clean. Now he can keep the signage up. Now he can really mentor his assistant superintendents. Now, 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 now. And that's my favorite part of the entire thing. Very special thanks to my guest. I'm Felipe Engineer Manriquez. The EBFC show is created by Felipe and produced by a passion to build easier and better. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, everybody. Let's go build.